you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to the 190th ever show of All Around Sports. Reach Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, we broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this week and what's coming up for the weekend. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net which comes to me through my website at iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, bizarre news items, an event of the week that I am covering this weekend. Also, later in the show, we will be joined by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, Obama Magazine. Well, my highlight of the week was last night's Sweet 16 matchups, starting with uh, Notre Dame, which went on a nice run midway through the second half to put, a, put away Wichita State, which uh, had been losing most of the game, but came back to actually take the lead. And uh, Wichita State, the Shockers were still basking in their win over Kansas, so I think they were exhausted emotionally and physically. Uh, and Notre Dame just called a timeout and just took it over from there. And uh, won comfortably. But there were some closer games. Wisconsin also had to sweat it out uh, with North Carolina before they finally established control in the last few minutes. In front of, uh, by the way, Aaron Rodgers and his girlfriend, Olivia Munn. And, uh, yeah, West Virginia, Wisconsin looked lethargic uh, as they have before in recent weeks, uh, throughout most of the game, but then really uh, gathered themselves and uh, established control. You know, over the last four or five minutes, uh, not easy as North Carolina's Marcus Page come down and hit two three-pointers. Nice lefty jump shot from really identical spots. And... uh, Boy, it looked like the Tar Heels were about ready to uh, perhaps pull it out. But, again, West Virginia, or West, sorry, keep saying West Virginia, Wisconsin, I'll get to them. Uh, Wisconsin uh, went to the line, sunk 8 of 8, and, uh, again, won the game fairly comfortably over the course of the last minute or two. And another good game was Arizona. Very hard-fought game with Xavier. Uh and Arizona looks like a player. I mean, they're big, they're athletic, and T.J. McConnell, the guard, is just terrific to watch. He really uh, just dominates the action, it seems. And Xavier came to play, and again, that was a uh, a rough, physical, hard-fought game, and Xavier was right there again until the last few minutes. So, uh, good games. Alas, there were no buzzer-beater type games. Uh, so, frankly, I think we all got spoiled on the first day of March, March Madness 
a week ago yesterday when uh, it was just an epic day, five one-point games, which were the most in tournament history. And uh, since then, there really hasn't been uh, anything to rival that day, but it was a great kickoff and uh, a lot more to come. That leads into my bizarre story of the week, which was Mountaineer freshman Daxter Miles trash-talking before the game, a freshman, hard to believe, uh, but that's what youth and young people do, and basically just said, as you all know by now, that, uh, you know, Props to Kentucky for going 36-0, and but they were going to be 36-1 and after they played West Virginia. And uh, that didn't happen, which leads into my low light of the week, which was really, uh, it wouldn't have made any difference, but it was just such a disappointing way to start the game with all the ticky-tack fouls against West Virginia in the opening minutes uh, versus Kentucky. I mean, it just completely removed what America had wanted to see and what everybody was talking about all week, which was their, you know, frenetic press, West Virginia. That's how they got to where they were last night and uh, how Kentucky would deal with it. It just was a new element and how this fabulous Kentucky team, uh, you know, might have to encounter. But it was uh, interesting with Coach John Calipari doing uh, an age-old basketball tradition, which was to press the pressing team. And, you know, combined with the ref's whistles, it was 18 to 2 before you could even reach for the remote to change the channel, quite frankly. And it just led to a boring blowout that made, you know, what was clearly the most talked about game of the week. It was over by halftime, if not well before. And basically, we were all just waiting to Watch the uh, Arizona-Xavier game, which did turn out to be worth watching. So, again, all credit to Kentucky. They utterly and absolutely dominated that game. Clearly, Daxter Miles made him him mad. After the game, all Daxter Miles could say repeatedly was they played great. Repeatedly. Um, So, you know, but again, much hype game, you know, and... Again, I don't think it would have made any difference. Obviously, Kentucky was going to win that game going away, no matter what the circumstances. But it simply, uh, you know, removed all drama just in the first few minutes. So I would have liked to have seen uh, the refs put their whistles away and just let it play out. But you know, they have to call them as they see them, and and so they did. And there was some, uh, you know, advanced talk about this that you know because Daxter Miles had raised uh, awareness, shall we say, that this could happen. And indeed, it did where the refs basically uh, were calling everything, uh, and most of them against West Virginia. The statistics were amazing. West Virginia shot 24%. Uh, they didn't even get to 20 points until midway through the second half. Um they had nearly as many fouls as points at one point in the game, uh, to my point. 14 fouls, 18 points. Uh, so just a complete blowout by Kentucky. All credit to them, uh, you know. But it would have just been nice to see what, if anything, might have happened, uh, you know, if there were a few less fouls. 
Now, my event of the week that I will be covering this weekend is the Business of Sports Spring Conference, which is put on by Shooting Touch, an organization founded right here in my town of Medfield by Justin and Lindsay Kettridge. Um, I talked about this last week, and it's happening this weekend, uh, tomorrow and Sunday. So just to tell you a little bit about Shooting Touch, since they began in 2007, they've grown from a local grassroots Boston basketball organization to an international presence with programming on three continents, seven countries, and positively impacting over uh, 3,500 UC a year through the power of sports. And just to give you a quick flavor of the event, of the event this weekend, uh, let's listen to this audio description. Hey, Boston, do you love sports? Well, the greatest sports city in the world is now hosting the greatest sports conference on March 28th and 29th at Babson College. Come and hear ESPN's Jai McMullen, Celtics coach and owner Brad Stevens and Steve Pagliuca, and many more talk about how they broke into the sports industry, the business of sports, and the power of networking. Tickets are going fast and on sale now at shootingtouch.com. Nike, New Balance, Red Sox, iSlide, 47 brand, Adidas, and many more will be there. Will you? Again, tickets on sale at shootingtouch.com. So as you just heard, it should be a great conference at Babson College, just 15 minutes from where I live. And uh, it'll be interesting to hear the Celtics Brain Trust and what they have to say as the Celtics at this moment uh, hold the lead. If the, play- if the season were to end at this moment, the Celtics would be in the playoffs at the number eight seed in the East. Uh, but they're competing... Uh, very closely with three other teams, so it'll be interesting to hear what the Celtics have to say. Very timely. And there will also be additional speakers and panelists from like the L.A. Clippers, uh, Major League Soccer, Major League Lacrosse. So uh, I very much look forward to the conference and to discussing it in uh, next week's show. Uh, should be a good one. And... Can't wait. So now, as my former co-host, Lemont Williams from Outside the Huddle, likes to say, it's time to pay some bills, so let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Hey, Boston, do you love sports? Well, the greatest sports city in the world is now hosting the greatest sports conference on March 28th and 29th at Babson College. Come and hear ESPN's Jai McMullen, Celtics coach and owner Brad Stevens and Steve Pagliuca, and many more talk about how they broke into the sports industry, the business of sports, and the power of networking. Tickets are going fast and on sale now at shootingtouch.com. Nike, New Balance, Red Sox, iSlide, 47 brand, Adidas, and many more will be there. Will you? Again, tickets on sale at shootingtouch.com. 
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show... The call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when we often have guests. And on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And A.P., how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great, John. Beautiful weather here in Alabama, and uh, looking forward to another fine day. That's great. Well, better than we have up in the Northeast. At least it's uh, in the 50s, but been been raining for a day and a half. And, uh, you know, they're talking snow again. Nothing significant but snow flakes falling, shall we say. But uh, anyway, I'm glad to hear it's good weather down there. And uh, I'm sure everybody in uh, connected with the SEC is feeling good about Kentucky, what they did last night was impressive, to put it mildly. Yeah, John. Uh, for a while there, I wasn't sure West Virginia was going to score. I know. I mean, you, I mean, it, it, you just had that feeling that, you know, like you're thinking like a little train that could, you know, you got to keep on trying to get a basket there. I was watching it with a friend of mine, and he said that this will be 20 to 2 before you know it. And heck, it was 18 to 2. He was almost right. Yeah, I know. It was. Number one, it was disappointing. You know, it wouldn't have made any difference, and I talked about this at the beginning of the show. But, you know, it would have been nice if the refs had maybe put their whistles away. You know, West Virginia, as a result of freshman Daxter Miles shooting his mouth off and trash-talking, you know, it was like, and I heard this talked about in advance, it sort of heightened the profile of the game and thereby put the refs on alert and boy, they just, you know, there were so many foul calls that, you know, it took the most anticipated game of the week. And within five minutes, it was like, you know, I'm saying to myself, what time does the Xavier Arizona game start? It was just that simple. Yeah, John, it was almost like the referees were being paid by every time they blew the whistle. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mentioned one statistic in the opening segment. Uh, at halftime, West Virginia had nearly as many fouls, 14, as points, 18. <laughs> I mean, that just says it all. And, you know, again, I'm not, I'm not saying they didn't commit the fouls, per se. You know, that, uh, right. uh, that's, that's not what I'm saying. But, you know, uh, you know, it was like they were on alert and they were not going to let West Virginia get away with anything because there had been some rumblings that, you know, they were, quote, fouling on every play. I know I heard that quote last week and earlier this week. But, you know, it was just, again, the game All-America talked about nonstop since Daxter Miles uh, had his comments 
was just boring. I mean, sorry, you know, it was over literally inside of 10 minutes in real time. Um, and, you know, that doesn't serve anybody's purpose. I don't know how else to say it. I mean, who knows? Without the whistles, maybe instead of 18 to 2, it's 10 to 2. But, you know, it, the result would have clearly been the same. They were dominant. Right. Yeah, I think sometimes um, those comments are overrated. The better team normally wins those games, especially if someone is far superior like Kentucky. And like I say, I don't, I don't think it would have made a bit of difference if they didn't say anything because Kentucky is on a mission to you know, continue their streak and, and go to 40 and 0 and become the first team to do so and at, at the Division One level. So, I mean, what a lesson to learn, though, for that freshman. You know, he wrote a, a check that is behind couldn't cash, you know. There you so, go. And, you know, it, it again, uh, you know, brought back the old adage of don't, don't poke the bear and this kid poked him big time and you know you, Kentucky on a bad day is a great team you know Kentucky playing mad uh, and that was really the kicker here is I guess he insinuated that they hadn't always played hard and boy they, they, they certainly showed him in a hurry what they look like when they play hard and I loved after the game uh, Devin Booker's tweet where he said uh, 36 and 1, as in W O N. Because <laughs> I thought it was just a great, it just, it was perfect, perfectly said. Because Daxter Miles, of course, said, you know, kudos to them yeah. at being 36 and 0. And, but after they yeah. play us, they'll be 36 and 1, as in numeral 1. So, uh, yeah, great, he, great quote. Yeah, at least he was clever and not mean spirited about the, the outcome. Exactly, exactly. And uh, so, you know, another good game last night. I mean, they're all good. None were great. None had buzzer beaters. I said at the very end of the first segment that I thought, uh, you know, talking about this, that we all got spoiled on the first day. And frankly, there were so many great games that day. There hasn't been another one quite like it since. And there was like, because there was five or six of them that day. Uh, a week ago yesterday, and uh, since then, you know, we're all, we're, we all love the buzzer beaters, and we just haven't seen them, uh, unless you want to talk about Old Dominion's buzzer beater in the uh, NIT, but, you know, Notre Dame showed their firepower last night, uh, Wichita State game team, but I think they were just physically and mentally exhausted after the huge win for them over Kansas, and uh, and yeah, you know, I know you're an expert on the SEC, and Alabama in particular, and Wichita State coach is uh, getting a lot of interest down there in Alabama, correct? Yes, he sure is, John, and you know, the athletic director of Alabama, Bill Battle, this will be probably his major decision of his tenure, so he's trying to make a splash, and John, you know, some developing information. I mean, when you have Ben Howland to the west of you at Mississippi State now, and you have Bruce Pearl to the east, and you're sitting in Tuscaloosa, you you, you have to come up with something that's going to excite the fan base and the media and the basketball world. So your decision is going to be crucial for Alabama basketball. Absolutely. Well, the Wichita State coach, 
Greg Marshall is and has been for the last year or two, you know, the, the hottest, one of the hottest coaches, if not the hottest coach in all of uh, college basketball. And, you know, he's just a likable guy he, to say, you know, took the Shockers this year to, of course, a Sweet 16, had an undefeated season. You know, they're just, uh, they're in America's, you know, basketball consciousness big time and He's uh, he's the key. He's very likable, and uh, I think I heard a quote from that he said this week that <clears throat> he loves it there, and that it would take a quote crazy offer for him to leave. But it seems to me, based on Alabama, and if I remember back when they brought in Nick Saban, uh, you know, back in the day, they're more than capable of making a quote crazy offer. Correct. Yes, yes. Money's not an object, John. The football program, I mean, actually donates money to the university. So that's the surplus that they have in Tuscaloosa. So money won't be an object. I mean, it's just a question now. Greg Marshall and his family are willing to relocate to Tuscaloosa. Do they feel that the program can reach the heights of the Final Four, which has never been done? They've reached the Elite Eight once with Mark Godfrey. Um, you know, he's a very particular fellow. He's turned down, you know, requests from North Carolina State, Tennessee, Missouri, UCLA. Those are some big schools with some great basketball tradition. So most people don't know that Alabama's like second to Kentucky for SEC wins and tournament conference championships. So Alabama's kind of a, a sleeper because they have been very good in the past. And you know, been in the top ten in the polls, but um, Greg Marshall, he he's not one to jump, and he usually stays at a school longer than normal. You know, he has the private use of a jet for his family. They haven't taken a commercial flight, I think, since they've been there in Wichita. He, he lives on the golf course. He loves it. He's left hundreds of thousands of dollars on the table um, through the years you know, by not jumping to other schools. Uh, so. Alabama, it, it, it's, it's more than just money in this instance. Yeah, well, you know, to me, I think why the time might be ripe, and I'm just assuming, especially based on what you just said, that Alabama is going to make him the crazy offer that he referenced, apparently. Uh, but he just beat Kansas, you know, short of winning the national championship, and they've been to the Final Four in the last year or two. So short of winning the national championship just last Sunday, Five days ago, he had what will always be the biggest victory in his career. I mean, to say that's a blood feud uh, between Kansas and Wichita State. Wichita State's the little brother. Kansas won't play him. You know, they haven't played in forever. So they finally get him, you know, in the, in, you know, the NCAA tournament and just <laughs> beat them down. I mean, it won't get any better than that ever. You know, unless he went, other than winning the national championship. I mean, they've just been to the Final Four. So when I think of it that way, you know, and uh, it seems like now would be the perfect time to leave. He he has reached what in Wichita State is the mountaintop. Yeah, John, plus he had beaten Indiana the game before that. So, right. But, uh, you know, but one thing at Wichita, I think he could probably get so far. He said he, he thought he could get to the top of the mountain at Wichita. I mean, they've had game day 
at Wichita, Alabama's never had a game day for basketball, football many times. They, he recruits top 100 players, and uh, his, his assistants are paid well. So there's a lot of pluses for him to stay in Wichita. His family loves the area, and he, he likes winning. He likes a rabid fan base. But Alabama's kind of a sleeper. I mean, in the days when they had good teams and they would sell out Coleman Coliseum, that's, you know, 15,000 people. That, that's quite an audience to, you know, showcase your talent as a coach. And, and he'll get noticed because the SEC is on so many times now, ever since they signed that contract about five years ago, they're on so many uh, ESPN platforms. It, it's almost every, every game is on TV, every school. Oh, yeah, and now they also have their own network. Let's not forget that. But that leads into my next point, AP, which is I've been hearing this week about, you know, would Greg Marshall go to, quote, a football school? And then they've, you know, talked about other schools that, you know, have both good football and basketball teams. But And this goes to the heart of what you've just been saying the past few minutes. Alabama has a fine, you know, history of you know, college basketball. I mean, you know, it's not UCLA. Nobody's saying that. But, I mean, right. you know, they've been there. They've had some high-profile games. They've had some great teams. You know, they've had some runs over the course of a few years where they're, you know, in the mix with the SEC, be it in the tournament, whatever. I mean, I, I've been surprised that people have been saying this week that, you know, as if Alabama's basketball program has never been good. And I just, and I'm sure you totally agree that that's just not true. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree, John. You know, it's surprising because if they do just a little bit of research, they'll find right. out that Alabama's been to the Sweet 16 many times, been to the Elite Eight. I mean, I think Wentz Sanderson uh, was in the championship of the SEC tournament nine out of ten years. Just to give you an example of one, one coach that was there and had quite a bit of success in Tuscaloosa. So when you hear these pundits nationally claim Alabama's not a basketball school, yeah, they're not UCLA, but, but who is? And in the last 20 years, the landscape has changed. I mean, you've seen the Oklahomas and the Floridas and uh, Texas. different so-called football schools, Texas, get to the Final Four and, and do quite a bit of damage and have you know as much success as anyone. So you, know, you don't have to take a, a backseat at Alabama. I mean... You know, the last nine or ten years they've been to the NCAA once, so they've been a dormant program. But they're they're hungry now. They're starving for a winner, and 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 Bill Battle, you know, he wants to make his mark and leave a, a legacy that he hired a winning basketball coach. Absolutely, well said. And you know, again, it's just not as big a leap as people seem to be insinuating that it would be if Alabama got good. I mean, that's all I'm trying to say. And, you know, I remember when they first started getting good, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, but, you know, because then it was fairly, it was like, oh, wow, Alabama's good in basketball now. You know, I I remember vividly thinking that a a while back. So that thought has already come and gone. They hire Greg Marshall or not, but if they get good and start, you know, going deep into the tournament on an annual basis, I think we're past the point of saying, oh, uh, what I said a while back, years ago, which is, oh wow, Alabama's now good in basketball. That's uh, that's over. That already happened in my book. Yeah, and I think sometimes down the national pundits, I, I don't know what it is if it's just Alabama or they say these things about other schools, but I remember when. 
they were trying to hire Nick Saban, and everyone was saying, yo, that's, I, I remember one uh, prominent announcer on a radio station, he said that Alabama was the worst coaching job in America, and I was, you know, startled by his, by his opinion because there's nothing better than the people in Alabama because when they're not winning, they're not happy, and something's going to happen to make them have a winner. I mean, one way or another, they're going to they're going to have a winning program. Bingo! You just said it perfectly, one way or the other, and uh, I think that's where we're at, where it, where it pertains to Craig Marshall. So I think they're going to whatever it takes. You know, every every person has their their price, and that may be more than money. You know, maybe it's a bigger private jet. Who knows? But whatever it is. <laughs> You know, whatever it is, and to me, I'm just going to reiterate what I believe is my final kicker before we go to break is, you know, short of winning the national championship, Greg Marshall just five days ago had his greatest accomplishment he could ever have by beating Kansas, the big brother. So that's it. You know, what a perfect, what a perfect time to leave with that as your swan song, so to speak. Yeah, they beat the flagship university, and uh, he, he can have that feather in his cap forever. Exactly, exactly. That would be a, that would be. I mean, it's perfect in that you know we love this stuff. You know, it would be his final victory at Wichita State, beating Kansas handily in the NCAA tournament. I mean, you can't write that ending. No, perfect. Perfect. So anyway. Lots more to talk about on the college basketball scene, so let's take our break, and uh, we'll get to it on the other side. Okay, then. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Hey, Boston, do you love sports? Well, the greatest sports city in the world is now hosting the greatest sports conference on March 28th and 29th at Babson College. Come and hear ESPN's Jai McMullen, Celtics coach and owner Brad Stevens and Steve Pagliuca, and many more talk about how they broke into the sports industry, the business of sports, and the power of networking. Tickets are going fast and on sale now at ShootingTouch.com. Nike, New Balance, Red Sox, iSlide, 47 Brand, Adidas, and many more will be there. Will you? Again, tickets on sale at ShootingTouch.com. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners. 
Welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And uh, A.P., good segment talking... uh, West Virginia, Kentucky, as well as Greg Marshall uh, being a hot commodity, potentially going to Alabama. and uh, But there was, you know, lots of other basketball games last night to talk about. And, uh, you know, the and we touched on Wichita State, uh, and they're losing to Notre Dame last night. But, you know, Notre Dame, uh, they look pretty good. Uh Great offense, and you know, Wichita Notre Dame dominated the game early. Wichita State basically comes back and uh, takes the lead, and then the Irish really kicked it in and from there. You know, uh, controlled the game. Um, but Notre Dame—they're fun to watch. You know, they really are, especially Pat Connaughton. I mean, he is just really and and Horace Grant's nephew there. Uh, Fascinating team. The coach, of course, is, you know, big, big-time big personality. So, bottom line, they play Kentucky at, I believe, 9 o'clock, maybe even 10 o'clock Eastern tomorrow night. That could be the game of the tournament. John, if anybody has the firepower from the perimeter to create problems for Kentucky, it's Notre Dame. I mean, they launch it, I mean, with confidence and all the... Uh, you know, emphasis by the coaching staff to, to hit those threes, and they don't give up on their shots, and they they, they can score a lot of points. Absolutely. Um, well, again, I, I think I saw the time as, you know, pr- pretty late uh, here, here on the East Coast, but I think it's going to be, uh, you know, going to be the big game, the big draw, the big, you know, the big ratings number for TV viewership for the weekend. It's just, it's got all the elements, you know, Kentucky at 37 and 0 against Notre Dame. They're Notre Dame. Need I say more? If you want to talk, you know, pulling in the casual audience, uh, especially on a Saturday night, I think it's going to be uh, just terrific to watch. And, uh, you know, you said it perfectly. If any team, you know, can beat them and long before this matchup, you know, was set, which was only late last night. Uh, people were talking about it uh, even before the you know the selection committee that you know Notre Dame was the one team that maybe had the best shot to beat Kentucky given their high-powered offense. So, and the way they play, yeah, they they seem like they might have the attitude uh, to back up. <laughs> West Virginia had attitude, but they couldn't back it up. <laughs> Notre Dame seems like they also have attitude and. Maybe they can back it up. Uh, it should be fun to watch. I, I'm really looking forward to that. And, you know, I don't want to get off track on, you know, what I said about West Virginia and the officiating and all that. Kentucky is a joy to watch. I mean, they, they are just so impressive and never more impressive than last night. So it's easy to get excited now to watch this team. You know, was last night just out of anger over that kid's remarks and trash talking or you know is last night going to be the beginning of really kicking them in kicking kentucky into really high gear like we haven't seen before 
Should be interesting. Yeah, it could be a different stratosphere, John, if they go through this tournament and just beat everybody by, you know, 15, 20 points, whatever it may be, the final final numbers. It'll be a team of the ages. Uh, and, and we've discussed it many times, but it, they play such great defense. And when you watch them on the court, you can't help to, uh, you know, to notice how long they are and their their arms are everywhere and they their reach and it's just difficult to get points in the, in the paint. Correct. Well, you know, they get better every time I see them and the more I see them, the more impressed I am and exactly what you said, like, it's like the more I see them, the bigger they seem to get. And, uh, <laughs> you know, as, as, as someone who had a ringside seat, as a Patriot season ticket holder for the undefeated season back in uh, 2007, we all know how that ended. But, you know, I was at both playoff games and, you know, the Patriots were having trouble as that season went on. The undefeated thing wore them down. Uh, even in the two playoff games, they they won, of course, to get to the yeah. Super Bowl where they lost to the Giants. But, you know, they were heading, you know, they were on a downward trend. Kentucky seems the exact opposite, you know, as they go for 40-0, and 0, which is an amazing feat if you think about it. If they get it done. But, you know, 40-0, uh, but, yeah, they, they're getting stronger. And I realize, yeah, you know, as the tournament goes, I mean, if I were to compare the Patriots' two playoff victories that year over the Jacksonville Jaguars and the San Diego Chargers when Phillip Rivers played with a torn ACL, that would be a whole lot different than, you know, comparing with how Kentucky has played so far in the tournament, put it that way. That's the analogy I'm trying to make. Yeah. Yeah, John, when you watch uh, Kentucky, you know, which is different from NFL football, I mean, totally they have freshmen. They, they, have, they have freshmen, so they're getting better. This is, you know, 30 games now. I mean, you take someone like Booker, he, he's a shooter. He's getting better on defense. Correct. Correct. Uh, again, you know, having such a, you know, up close and personal view of that season, um, you know, literally being in the locker room, being in the stands, being, you know, just around being at the press conferences, it, it was just fatiguing, you know, by the end. That's not to insinuate that I didn't think they were going to get it done. I think most of America did, certainly including me. But, you know, we're not seeing anything like that with Kentucky. They're just, you know, and all credit to Calipari and, and now the WVU freshmen because they're clearly getting stronger and now they seem, you know, you said it perfectly about going to another stratosphere. They've been in another stratosphere all year long and now, you know, they may, be, they, they may end up thanking this kid from West Virginia, because uh, that may have just given them the perfect kick at the perfect time to, uh, the fi- the, we'll call it the finishing kick, right? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, John Calipari, he's, he's probably going to send him a thank you note if they win this championship, or at least send it to, to Bob Huggins to, uh, for not curtailing his freshmen from speaking out. Exactly, exactly. It, it may indeed, uh, you know, turn out that way. Um you know, another game that I really enjoyed watching last night, uh, really, they're all good. No buzzer beaters like what we, again, saw on day one. But, you know, the UC, uh, the North Carolina 
Wisconsin game. First, it was great to see Aaron Rodgers there with his girlfriend, Olivia Munn. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, I, I thought West Virginia sluggish the whole game, finally kind of established control. Then North Carolina's Marcus Page comes down and buries two three-pointers from pretty much the same spot uh, with just a couple minutes to go. And I thought, here we go. But, you know, Wisconsin, you know, they held on. They're, they're a bit of a plotting team. Uh, shall we say, but, you know, I like them. I really do, and I covered them in the NCAA Eastern Regional up here a couple of years ago, so sat in on Bo Ryan's press conference and stuff like that, so I've been a fan, and, you know, uh, that's another great matchup, Wisconsin versus Arizona, who had their hands full with Xavier last night. Uh, that's one to get excited about, too, for matchups tomorrow yeah. night. Yeah, John, I, if I'm Wisconsin, I would just get a little concerned if I was behind by double digits, you know, because it's very difficult if the other team's a little bit more athletic. But for Wisconsin, they know about winning. And, that, you know, there's like a surprise team of basketball every year, I think, in that Big Ten and how they've been able to dominate. And, uh, you know, he's a, good, he's a great coach and they always have good shooters and, they're a fun team to watch, and their fans are real enthusiastic. So, yeah, Wisconsin—they're—they're they're always a threat to go to the Final Four. They haven't come up with the um, trophy yet, but you never can tell. Exactly. Well, they got to the Final Four last year, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, right. looking to take that final step, and uh, yeah, uh, you know, I also in Arizona—they're great. They're a team that clearly. A lot of people are, are given a chance to beat Kentucky if and when they play them. But, you know, T.J. McConnell from Pittsburgh, uh, which is where I grew up, uh, I love watching him. He, he is, you know, just, and Sean Miller, the coach, is also from the Pittsburgh area. Um, right. his, so, you know, I think that they're just uh, fun to watch. But, you know, they had their hands full with Xavier last night. That was a very physical and entertaining game. Yeah, Xavier, you know, John, every year, if you put them on your schedule, that's um, very good for the, your, your uh, RPI because they're always a strong team, and they're liable to beat you. And they have the talent to play with anyone in America, and they showed it last night against Arizona. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Well, it should be fun, um, to say the least, and... You know, we got some games going on again tonight, four games tonight, so we'll talk about them on the other side of the break. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey, Boston, do you love sports? Well, the greatest sports city in the world is now hosting the greatest sports conference on March 28th and 29th at Babson College. 
Come and hear ESPN's Jai McMullen, Celtics coach and owner Brad Stevens and Steve Pagliuca, and many more talk about how they broke into the sports industry, the business of sports, and the power of networking. Tickets are going fast and on sale now at ShootingTouch.com. Nike, New Balance, Red Sox, iSlide, 47 Brand, Adidas, and many more will be there. Will you? Again, tickets on sale at ShootingTouch.com. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in host jd harris and ray austin are here to lead the forum from the fans former players owners execs and coaches while inside the man cave you do whatever you like we won't judge we'll even go beyond sports to talk technology current events and entertainment Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And my pick of the week and for appointment viewing is, of course, March Madness. Uh, four more games. Well, four, four tonight and four more Saturday and Sunday. And, uh, you know, as the Elite Eight is trimmed to the Final Four. But before that happens, we've got four games tonight to talk about. So, A.P., uh, some big name coaches tonight is what first comes to mind when I look at these games. Uh, you know, we have Duke versus Utah with Mike Shevsky, of course. Michigan State and Tom Izzo versus Oklahoma. UCLA Gonzaga and uh, North Carolina State and Louisville. Well, Rick Patino, I should mention him too. Some pretty big names uh, yeah, yeah. from the coaching ranks tonight. Yeah, John, I think when I first reviewed this Sweet 16, I saw that 10 of the teams had won an NCAA title. Wow. I didn't know that. That's a great statistic. That's fabulous. Yeah, I mean, you know, you had, you know, I think Wichita in there and Gonzaga and a four other, I can't remember off the top of my head, but they had not won a title. But through the years, I mean, through the entire tournament, going way back to the 30s, so, Ten teams that won at least one NCAA Division One basketball title. Wow, I love that. That's a fabulous. That's a fabulous statistic, to say the least. Um, well, just to walk through them real quick, you know, 
UCLA, of course, advanced on the controversial goaltending call against SMU and Gonzaga. You know, uh, they haven't gone deep in the tournament, but yet they're a player year in, year out. Uh, but, you know, I, I did manage to watch some of their games recently, one against St. Mary's, um, you know, from out there at their gym. So, you know, uh, there's a lot to like about that team. I got the feeling, you know, this might be their year to go the deepest they've ever gone, which I believe would be winning tonight, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that that could happen. You know, Gonzaga, they're the, you know, have that chip on their shoulder. They were, I, I think, John, they're probably the first mid-major uh, of substance to, to go far in the tournament and got everybody's attention. And they've been there now for, what, a decade or so, right? At least. Absol- absolutely. You know, we all remember... Uh, you know, they've been around for, yeah, at least a decade. And, uh, yeah, they're just simply, uh, you know, a competitive team every year. They get to the tournament. They win their league. Not exactly, you know, uh, they should win their league, and they do. Uh, but they haven't done anything in the tournament. That's been their trademark. They've taken some criticism for that, you know, going into this one. So, they're looking to really make their mark, no doubt about it. And they might have the team to do it. They got some big boys. Plus, uh, is it Pankos, the uh, the shooting guard, who's fun to watch as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, John, they're, they're both uh, both very good shooting teams, percentage wise. You know, UCLA forty four and a half percent, and Gonzaga fifty two percent. I mean, they can put it in the basket. They've met. The last time they met was 2006 in the tournament, and UCLA just beat them by a bucket. Right, right. And UCLA, you know, I mean, Steve Alford's their coach, legendary Indiana player and shooter, and his son looks like uh, he inherited the shooting touch. Fabulous player, Blake Alford. So, uh, so it's going to be fun. And then we also have North Carolina State, Louisville. North Carolina State had, you know. A really nice win last weekend, uh, you know, last second win, that type of thing. Uh, you know, they have a rich history as well. You tuck former national championships. We all remember David Thompson and uh, Tom Burleson and uh, <laughs> yeah. a couple of names in the past. And we don't have to go that far back to, for Louisville and their national championships. Uh, you know. Two teams with pedigrees. That should be fun t- as well, you know. And Rick Patino back here looking to get to the Elite Eight. Uh, so that that's going to be a fun game as well. They're all good this time of year. Yeah, they they met once this year, and North Carolina State beat beat uh, Louisville seventy four sixty five. And John, there's an Alabama connection in that game. Uh, Mark Godfrey, you know, former player at Alabama, head coach at Alabama. And Trevor Lacey was the two-time Mr. Alabama basketball. He ended up transferring to North Carolina State. He's had a terrific year. And, he, John, ever since I watched him in high school, he's just been a shot maker, especially at the end. And I've heard some of the national pundits say rave about his ability to get separation and, and create a shot for himself. And then, um, and then Turner as well. He's a transfer from LSU from Alabama. So, uh, a lot of people in Alabama are watching that game with, uh, you know, critical eyes. Absolutely, yes. That will be uh, added incentive for uh, with that connection. Um, another game tonight, Duke versus Utah. 
uh, Mike Shashevsky. You know, really, given their you know recent early outs, you know, Duke need really you know if they don't win this game, this season will you know be viewed as somewhat of a failure. But I, I think they are going to win. Utah's good, but. Uh, you know, Duke still, you know, kind of has a little something to prove after a couple early outs in recent years. So uh, I think they'll be ready. And Jameel Okafor is really, he, he is something to behold. And I do love the thought of Duke, Kentucky down the road and Okafor going against Kentucky's bigs. That could be a classic. Yeah, I think a lot of people are looking forward to that matchup. And, and uh, I think you're right, Duke will, Duke will be on the winning side for this game. Uh, they've only met uh, three times in their history, John, and Duke holds the lead two to one. But uh, I, I think they'll come out in, uh, winners on the end, in the end. I I agree as well. And uh, lastly, final game is uh, Michigan State at Oklahoma, and uh, Coach Tom Izzo. It's amazing how he gets this team ready to play in March, isn't it? Yeah, John, that guy is fabulous. Um, you know, during the season, his teams play so hard, and they always play with a great effort. And then when they get in the tournament, uh, defensively, they're they're always so tough. And, you know, they're used to winning. So, uh, and then you have, you have Lon Kruger. He's kind of an underestimated coach. You know, taking four different teams now that are Sweet 16. I mean, that's an incredible record. I mean, obviously the man can coach. Kansas State, Florida UNLV and now Oklahoma. Wow. I did not know that. Again, this is the kind of uh, great statistics you bring to the table week in, week out. Much appreciated. Uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be fun. So, looking forward to another big weekend of uh, college basketball and hard to believe about uh, a little over 50 hours. We're going to know uh, we're going to know the final Final four. It's going to be great. So, AP, as always, thank you for calling in, and uh, we appreciate your perspective. John, it's always my pleasure. Look forward to next week. All right, AP, and as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. We look forward to doing it again next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.